This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Hi, Karen. Hi, Nicole. Nicole, you need to flip. You're, you're like yeah. this, Nicole. There we go. There we go. Good, good, good. Hello, Charlotte. Oh, Heather. And hi, Tracy. Welcome. Hey, Amy, and hi, Jen. Hi, Tracy. Yay. Hi, you're ladies. A little, you're a little um, out of focus, Jen. Or maybe, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I think it's just that, yeah, there you're better. It's that like window it. behind you or the door. It's the door behind you. It's a window. A window. Move towards the painting. There you go, that wall. <laughs> Let's see, it's just the TV and me. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> yes, hi, Nanette. Hello. Hello. Hi, Liz. Hey, how are you doing? Oh. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to have a few more pop in. I think uh, Susie's going to join us, and then we're going to have Sarah back. And Sarah. Oh, there, Susie's there. Hi, Susie. How's the Wi-Fi today? <laughs> Turn your volume up. How's that? Perfect. Okay, now we got you. Nice background. I know, I know. She, she's a master of all of that, yeah. <laughs> So everybody, um, welcome, and uh, I'm going to actually introduce you to a very special lady. Well, you, you're all special, but I want you uh, to meet Amy Tung. So, Amy, <laughs> I think she's on mute. <laughs> she must be. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Hi, Mary. Oh, and we have an extra. Crazy. Okay. okay well, we'll start with Mary, and then we'll get back to Amy, but this is Mary Rolf Lamontagne, and uh, actually, she's a great friend of Karen's. Give a happy yes. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Actually, she was, the, she was the one that introduced me and Mary, and we did a, 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 a very great, I want to say crazy interview in the middle of the exchange. Well, actually, it was behind Deer and Almond in the back lane. Uh, Mary did a book called Eats, and I'll let her explain more about it, but I wanted to bring her in because it kind of is relevant right now, Mary, in this <laughs> weird time we're in. And just to let you know that Mary is a uh, dialing in here and joining us uh, from Maine, U.S., so uh, you can let us know what's going on <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> Maybe you can dispel some of the, <laughs> the craziness we're hearing, too. I don't the know. crazy so, Americans. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Uh, take it away, Mary. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, especially the book Eats. And um, So, actually, I sort of wrote the book for what we're doing now, actually, without even knowing it. And it was eight years ago uh, when I was still living in South Africa. And, um, and it's all about using what you have in your fridge and your pantry and how to be creative with what you have. Um, and so, and how to make things last longer and uh, how to keep, for example, all this, your um, off cuttings from your vegetables, keep them in a bag in the freezer and you can make a really good, um, vegetable stock to use in risotto or to use uh, in making soups because we all seem to be doing those these days. I think if, is everyone from Winnipeg or in Winnipeg? Yeah. yeah so oh. I think it's a little even colder than it is here in Maine. So um, I'm actually from Montreal, but I decided to stay here in Maine because I can walk on the beaches still. And um, I live in an apartment in Montreal and I just decided that life in a house would be better with a dog than in an apartment in Montreal. Um, but I'm, I'm actually really practicing the sort of what um, I've been talking about for eight years. And uh, I sort of feel like it's the universe talking to us when we're all stuck at home and uh, making us be a little more reliant on what we have in our pantry and our fridge and all that stuff. So, um, so that's, that's 
what my book's all about. And it came to me when I was living in South Africa, training chefs in game lodges, and we were delivered food once a week. And I uh, had hyenas eating my sugar. I had monkeys eating my fruit. I had um, elephants breaking the water and damaging fridges, so things dying. So we actually really had to be inventive and creative. And um, I started growing my own herbs on, on sides of walls and stuff in the game lodges. I wasn't allowed, but I did it anyway. That's what I'm doing now. I'm, uh, I, I've, so in the um, food stores now, you, you know, you get your little containers of fresh herbs and you just, just use them and throw them out. And I actually keep them in water in a little container in water and I keep, keep, I keep quite a bit of water in there and I'm, it's sort of like aquaponics and they keep growing and they're doing really well and I haven't replaced in a month and they just keep growing new leaves and everything. So I've had fresh basil, mint, parsley um, and I have chives in my garden here that have popped through the snow. There's no snow here anymore, but they did pop through the snow. So, um, and I find that having those fresh herbs, just throwing that onto anything um, sort of makes food taste a little bit better. Um, yeah, so that's basically um, my book and what I did. And if anyone has any questions, uh, recipe ideas, anything you want to share, I'm happy to uh, share with you. Yeah, no. What is it like in Maine? Um, I'm just wondering and curious. I mean, so and I'm fortunate, I think. Is pretty quiet or is it crazy? Um, no, so um, in Maine, I mean, people are pretty respect, respecting the rules and everything. All the beaches have been closed, all the um, parks, the mountains, everything has been closed. So, and, and um, initially people were walking beaches on weekends. It was crazy packed full. And now um, there are very few people around and everyone is really respecting their distances. Everyone wears masks and gloves everywhere. Um, it's not like other states in the US and it does actually sound like a bit of a shit show in the US with listening to Trump. <laughs> no, but honestly, he's crazy. And, okay, and I'm saying it because we're all Canadian, so we can say that, but um, he's a bit crazy and, and it's a bit scary. I don't know if anyone saw Trevor Noah's little skit comparing Trump to um, Idi Amin and it's hysterical. If you go on YouTube, you have to watch it because it, what Trump says, I'm rich, I'm smart, I have a brain. Idi Amin said the same thing. So it's a bit scary. Um, I, I live in a community where there are a lot of Republicans, so I try to be quiet and I keep my mouth shut, but, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of strange. My son is here from New York and with his girlfriend and, um, so they received their $1,200 check Well, they received less cause they make enough money not to be receiving that, but they received the check through the IRS, but he has actually prevented checks to going to the most needy because he wanted to put his signature on the check. I don't know if you saw that. And so the people that need it the most, not my son and his girlfriend, but the people that need it most aren't getting the checks because they had to take the checks back and have them all signed by him and then sent out again. Oh. Show you how crazy all that is. No. And wow. the people that need it the most aren't listening necessarily to this kind of news. And so when they get the check, they're going to think it's from Trump and they're going to vote for him again. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's fascinating to see what's going on. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to you definitely, Mary. I just want to introduce a couple of new people. I've got Amy. Hi, Amy. So this is Amy Tung. So Amy, we're just kind of, you know, getting acquainted and everything. So um, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your I Am Love project. Oh, well, that's kind of, we're undergoing like lots of changes right now. I think COVID just hit us at the right timing. Um, it went from... Uh, a project of just self-love and empowerment to more of a, a discussion between us and our community in regards to like mental wellness. So every month we support a smaller local charity. We have student volunteers through grades, uh, I think five to eight, creating custom intention bracelets. And then we sell online and at different um, stores in Winnipeg. And at the end of the month, the proceeds are honored to this charity. Then in conjunction with that, we host a mind and body wellness um, pop-up event where we have a 40-minute intentional fireside discussion with like a counselor, a therapist, um, a teacher, talking about different various topics like uh, 
uh, how does codependency impact our lives? And then followed by that, we have an instructor, 40 minute instructor coming in to do like a sweat event, um, yoga practice, meditation, Pilates, um, any, anything like that um, to promote uh, our mental wellness where it's healing or providing um, just a better a, a mood, mind, body, and spirit. So that's us. And then on top of that, we do like different fundraising initiatives. Um, now we're trying to uh, deliver something for the kids, students who are going to be staying at home throughout the summer. So there's just lots going on with COVID right now. We're constantly evolving and trying to do like different things to support like the, the now, what do we need in the community? Yeah. Wow. That's us. <laughs> I want to ask, cause that, that's like a huge, huge thing. Why? did you do want to do this? How and why did you want to start something like this? Well, essentially the I'm Love Project was uh, my healing modality where um, the exercise and then the seeking out to um, different platforms for, for answers and just healing childhood trauma to um, become healthier, right? To release those limiting beliefs. So that helped me throughout my journey and some way, somehow, it just kind of manifested, and I, I'm just doing it. Oh, well, you know what? Hey, all of these women here have, have done and done and followed their dreams, or you know, however. But I think that there's a lot of synergy here that we will definitely be able to, you know, want to help in something like this too, mm -hmm. as well. So uh, we'll uh, get back to you too, Amy. And thanks so much for joining in. Amazing. Oh, I'm going to switch it up to Liz. Liz is actually a neighbor. Yeah, around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been kind of doing our brisk walks, you know, and past your house. It's yes. the only thing that keeps you sane is out there walking. Hey, I know. I know, I know. I know. So Liz, yeah. a little background. She is the uh, founder, CEO, president, dishwasher, mama, everything. <laughs> Swish Productions, Swish Model Agency, Swish Magazine, and also the co-chair of your foundation. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what is happening in your world, Liz, which is always like 24-7, a whirlwind? <laughs> yeah. Ashley, right now, it's been quite, uh, it's been quite a change for me. Um, <laughs> we really felt the effects of the COVID uh, in probably early February as, you know, with the modeling side of it, models were all in those bigger markets. So we started bringing everyone home, um, retail manufacturing, 47% of it is done in and around mainland China. So that really, we really felt the effects of it in February. Uh, by the time March rolled around, we were already sort of at half pace. And so for us, I mean, we are just kind of, you know, uh, really just at a standstill work-wise. We're still doing some stuff for clients, but you know, in a way, not that this is a good situation at all, obviously, but in a way it's kind of given me an opportunity a little bit to go, okay, hit the reset. What really matters? What like really evaluating um, all the different entities and how they work and what's important. And so it's been quite the change. That's for sure. <laughs> so. I just want to kick it out there because you know, we're all fashionistas. What is going to happen to the fashion world? Like there's got, there's not going to be a fall <laughs> fashion no, no, there's not. And actually, we're really kind of watching closely how the landscape is changing. Um, I think even just in terms of marketing, there's going to be a totally different um, platform when we get back. One thing we're noticing is I think a lot of advertising dollars will be reallocated. I think we're going to see, and this is a positive, but a more of a uh, realistic version of models and talent representing brands. I think we're going to, I think this is going to actually have a major shift in our industry. And I think some of it's going to be very positive when we come back from this. Oh, wow. Well, you're going to have to keep us up uh, to speed on that. Because, yeah. you know, we're all definitely uh, interested. And I, for one, I, I still like to go into a store. I like to see the clothes. I like to go to a fashion show and see the fashion. Mm -hmm. So It'll be interesting, no doubt. It's definitely going to be a bit different for a while, I think. Yeah. yeah for a long time. Well, we'll get back to you. We'll jump into conversation. Yeah. I just want to say hi to uh, Jen. Jen, you there? Hi. hi. Okay. Well, uh, well, according to the last time uh, we uh, were talking, you were uh, still making deals there, girl. 
it's rare. Um, for me, She's in I, real estate, by the way. <laughs> I'm in real estate, yeah, and interior decorating, and uh, it has definitely changed. So the I'm not wanting to go into people's homes. People don't want me to come into their homes. And when it comes to sourcing, everything has to be done online. So it's a little different. I'm um, navigating that a bit better with video options. It can come online mm -hmm. again. But for right now, I'm taking a bit of a break. The real estate is still going. In fact, the market went up by 8% by end of March. Wow. So it's, uh, it's definitely still going. I believe it's uh, due to a couple different things. One, deals that were already started prior to the major shutdowns were just finishing. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in April, May, and June. Mm -hmm. But also the interest rates are so low that buyers are wanting to take a chance and get out into the market at this point. So um, predictions are it may get worse that the market will go down again. So I think a lot of people are trying to get in while they still can make the changes that they still want to make. But for me, I'm uh, advising any clients that don't have to buy or sell to wait it out. Yeah. So I have four clients on the go, for example, right now I have one listing where their house is finally going to be ready in the summer. They built uh, over a year ago. So they have to sell their current house. I have one that's moving into Winnipeg, but from Brandon. So it's not like it's an international move or even interprovincial. Yeah. I have another one that's moving to Ontario. So she has to sell. And I have another one going through a divorce. So wow. they're, all, they're all essential at this point. So a question to you, Jen, now, with all of this, will international buyers and stuff like that, will that now have some sort of regulation, like, you know, from people overseas, well, you know, like... Definitely. So the Manitoba Real Estate Association actually put in um, regulations early. So February, early March, we started seeing uh, regulations put down on us so that buyers were uh, no longer coming into homes as the beginning of their shopping processes. And then we heard more about it from probably mid-March. Mid-March was the last open house I did. And at that point, it was still an option. I think it was two days after I did that one that they said no more open houses. They're shut down. Yeah. So that was mid-March. Now we have a health disclosure form that all of our buyers have to fill out before they actually go out. The shopping process is all done online at this point. Mm -hmm. So um, for even my buyers at this point, I'm doing previews. Like, so it's just me going into the homes. Right. And I wear a mask. I have gloves. I have Lysol wipes. It's, it's definitely changed. But... It's uh, much easier. So I have a buyer coming in on Saturday to see their home for the first time. Oh. They have their, their offer was accepted this week, but they're out of town. So it's all been online and so yeah. they'll finally see their house on Saturday. So it's wow. been, it's been interesting. Um, sellers, the showings are very, very limited. So the questions yeah. have to be uh, have you traveled? Have your clients traveled? Have you been in contact with anybody who's traveled? Are any of you sick? There are no children allowed on most showings because yeah. they're germ magnets, as we all know, right? Yeah. So, and they're, <laughs> and it's not just that, but it's tough to rein them in when they're excited. They want to touch new touch. things. Yeah. They want to be a part of the process, right? Yeah. So they're, they've been restricted. So the showings that I've been doing with clients that are in town, if they have to bring their kids with them, which is yeah. usually the case because everybody's household bound, right? Yeah. The, the one partner will come in with me. We'll do a quick tour. I'm the only one touching anything, and it's with a Lysol wipe and, uh, and a glove if I have to open doors or put on light switches. And then that partner goes into the car, sits with the kids, and the other partner comes in. So it's, we have to book more time for showings, yeah. but there's less yeah. of them. Wow. How things have changed. 
Okay, so ladies, uh, we kind of threw up that question. I don't know if you had a chance to think about it, um, but it's all about social media. So how has it helped you and how has it not? I am going to let it be mediated and guided by our uh, Hugh crew. You know, lovable, she is like the sweetest, nicest woman I've ever met and always sees a positive, but she is a master of social media and she knows whatever is going on everywhere. So Susie, <laughs> this is a loaded question, I know, but uh, hey, social media. Well, it's funny, you know, I actually just before this call, I had a call with some realtors and we were talking about how to market during a pandemic. I did a Zoom webinar with them and um, it was interesting because really one of the things that I was telling them, which I always tell, you know, marketers in the beginning is that this, as usual, is not about you. And um, it's about how you're going to make people's lives easier as we are going through this crisis, yes, mm -hmm. um, but there's still opportunity for you to market without being icky about it, right? So, you know, you talked about, um, Jen, you talked about, um, you know, less showings and things like that. Okay, so then I challenged my realtor audience to say, okay, so what can you actually do for people right now? If you're doing grocery runs, are there clients of yours, past, present, future, that could use something. Could you use your office as a delivery or drop-off point for things? All of these things are challenging people to market differently and to really think about your place in the community and what it is that you're doing to help. So I always think, and you know, Tracy, you said I'm always so positive and so optimistic. Sometimes I think I'm a bit of a Pollyanna, but I market from a place of empathy and everything that I do is sort of framed through that lens of how you can be helpful. And when you're helpful and seen as valuable, that's when people trust you enough to buy from you. And so whether you're a brand or a person, those same principles apply. So I know in the first couple of weeks, everyone was, you know, really kind of um, getting those emails, you know, from brands that they didn't even know that they shopped with about what they're doing to handle the COVID crisis. And people are just like, I didn't even know that I needed to know this from a toothpaste company. Yet here's this email. So, okay, we're past that point now. So now you need to tell me what you're actually doing to help people. How are you making yourself or how are you making this not about you, but how you can actually help people? Wow. Okay. So, uh, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Yes. Hi. hi. So, I mean, I guess social media, you were rebranding and everything. She's with Deer Lodge Center Foundation. Oh, love. You guys are right down the street from me. Yay. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, how oh, social me. media? Yeah, I know. Well, your residents aren't on social Well, some might be on social media, but... <laughs> <laughs> Our residents aren't on social media, most of the, well, I would say most of them, but uh, it's an opportunity for us to share with the community um, what it is that's going on and, and reaching out how people want to help. That's the one thing that happens in a crisis. How can we help, right? Especially to those who are vulnerable and we have such a wide range of, of residents and patients and of course, we care for the res uh, the veterans, so how can we help them? People have been so generous, they've responded, they've dropped off things. We had to put a stop to that because so much stuff was coming that we had to go through a process of sanitizing everything. So, and we're, we're talking, there was not enough staff in order to devote to that in order to make it safe. So we started asking for, for a different way of contributing, so cash donations, but also through our well wishes uh, program. So, and you know, there are residents and there, and it's sad, but there are residents who don't have family, they don't have friends. Um, and so we've got some people who have volunteered to write notes to those who don't have anybody. So that's what social media has done for us. And that, you know, that really warms your heart because there are people who yeah. are very, very lonely to begin with. And then yet to have this crisis where, you know, there's that sense of everybody is, is there's, it's off, right? So if there can be comfort offered, uh, that's really what we've gained through social media and people are sharing. So as a result, more people are hearing and learning about Deer Lodge Center. Well, so yeah, that's so that's positive. positive. Yeah. 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 So, um, Kirsten, hi. Yes. Hi. Well, you you and your partner Charlotte are are you know our mental health and wellness people. 
um, you long, you're very familiar with social media and Zoom. I want to throw it out there. No, there's a lot of stuff. And Mary, I want you to jump into a lot of crazy stuff, you know, on tr Twitter, you know, Facebook, whatever, Instagram. How do you or what do you recommend for us to not get too bogged down with all of the negativity, I guess? Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I just had a conversation with uh, my mom, who is 75 years old, and her and my dad are like on CNN all the time. So whenever I talk to her every day, she's giving me some updates that are, are typically pretty uh, doom and gloom updates. But, um, you know, I think we have to be careful how much time we spend on our phones and social media right now because it's, it's really easy in this time when we're... we're uh, not able to go on with our regular life. And even my husband just said the other day, I've got to put this phone down. So, you know, I think we need to um, make sure we're, we're mindful of how much time we spend on our phones and our computers and such sites as Facebook where, um, you know, you can get a lot of positive and a lot of negative messages and, and get kind of caught up in that. Um, but however, that, that connection where you can, um, FaceTime and have we've had several virtual happy hours with friends and um, that's really really important because we can still stay connected although we're apart so that um, I, I'm a bit of a more of an extrovert and I really need that it gets a little too quiet around here at times so um, you know I think it's got it's got uh, two sides to it so we have to find that balance that works for everybody yeah Heather how are you doing how are, you, how are you managing and balancing all of your social media? Well, you know, from a fitness perspective, yes. it, it, couldn't, it couldn't be better. Like, <laughs> just so many companies have really been um, so gracious and creative putting out one, two, three, multiple workouts a day for people to do at home. I think it's just, it's absolutely incredible. And I do think it's going to be important for the longevity of any small business right you know to, to keep their clients engaged so that when the opportunity is there for us to return to more normal exercise which we all want I mean there's no question what's offered online is wonderful but it's not the same as being part of a community in a facility and have, uh, and have a proper flooring and space <laughs> that too proper equipment and somebody supervising what you're doing but um, yeah I think it's fantastic Wow, hey Nanette, how are you doing? How are the how are the kids or your your teens? They're all on social media, no doubt. Oh, absolutely, they absolutely are. My daughter's actually giving a presentation right now for her oh. school thing, so um, the, everyone's connected and uh, relying on on this way of uh, just like you know, just like what Kirsten said. You you know, you need to reach out and and uh, especially for them at their age. Um, I was talking to my husband because I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't really need to be out there because I've already chosen the person I want to spend my <laughs> time with. Whereas at their age, they're very social people, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it, they're on, they're on their phones a lot. And I, you know, they need that. I, I get it. But, you know, we try to go, you know, come and hang out with your folks. We're pretty cool people. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, they're they're uh, they're trying to adjust, as you know, as I've said uh, through other um, uh, or other Zoom uh, events. It's they are they're trying to manage. They're trying to put a brave face, you know, yeah. just to, mom, we're okay, we're fine, we're good. Um, but yeah, you see the sadness when they're like, oh, you know, I wish I, I really miss my friends. And so it's nice to have nice to have the uh, ability to connect with their. Yeah. Uh, with their friends through social media. Sure. So, um, just want to say, uh, Amy, uh, Nanette is a hot hula fitness instructor. So, uh, we're gonna have to link uh, the two of you up together for sure, okay? For a presentation. Absolutely. Hey, it's Sarah. I love that. Us. Yes. Everyone, welcome, Sarah. This is Sarah Osmond, and she's Hi, from Sarah. Shameless. Hello. So, Hi, Sarah. Actually, so there is some big news, and we will continue the conversation about social media, but. Um, Sarah, I know you just popped in and I'm putting you on the spot, girl, but uh, I'm just so excited about this news. I'm going to let you tell it because it's your baby. Yes, for okay. sure. Um, I'm not sure if everyone um, read the um, 
release um, from the provincial government on April 14th. So April 14th is now um, the provincial day designated to raise awareness on the issue of non-consensual distribution and intimate images. Um, it's the first of its sort in Canada. No other provinces have done that, uh, have not dedicated a day to raise awareness on this issue yet. So I think it just, just makes me um, feel really, really honored and happy that um, right authorities are looking into this as they should be. Um, this issue needs to be addressed because it has huge implications on victims of such crimes. And I don't think it's, it's highlighted as much as it should be. So I'm, I'm great that we'll be, we've dedicated a day where we'll be um, going into schools and having this open discussion on um, the effects of this issue in particular, but also just raising awareness that it's a crime. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sharing intimate images without consent, it's a crime. So in case uh, anybody, if you missed the audio, it's uh, an awareness day to non-consensual distribution of intimate images awareness day. So it's April 14th. So Sarah, maybe can you give a little bit of background and context then to what this means to you personally and why it is so important? For sure. So um, two years ago, um, April 13th, actually, I found, I came home and me and my kids discovered a strange um, electrical socket in my bedroom. We started looking at it. We couldn't think of what it was. I started looking at my phone because it was, it was in a wall. And I started looking at, um, I flipped through the photos in my phone and I started looking at, did I, have, did I ever miss this? Did I not see this before? Why, why are we just noticing this right now? Uh, and luckily, I found a photo of that same wall. And sure enough, that thing was not there before. So we called the police. And all night, they, they searched the house and they found more cameras. The next day, I was talking to a, a police officer in the major crimes unit area. And he was telling me that it's just going to take a while. Um, to get this through like they were they were they were giving me that it they were giving me some this this sense that it's just going to take a while and as soon as I hang up we are done talking with him I get a call from my parents that my ex-husband's family is threatening that if I don't go and say to the police that this was all a prank they're going to be releasing images uh, sexual images of myself on the internet so April 14th is the day that I was threatened personally um, and um, it's, it's a pretty huge day for me because um, it's a huge day more now because now we'll be more focused on making a difference, um, not letting this happen again to anyone, God forbid. Um, but yeah, that, that day was a horrifying day for me and my kids, knowing that this might have happened. So we called back the police and sure enough, they were able to match fingerprints to my ex-husband's and they were able to capture fingerprints um, from inside the camera somehow. And um, that's a long story. But yeah, moving forward, two, two years from now, two years from that day now, we're, we're, we've dedicated a day in our province that we'll be raising awareness on this issue. Wow. Well, you've got a whole bunch of wonderful ladies here that I think will all jump on the bandwagon for this. And I'm kind of looking at you, Liz, too, and your profession and with your girls and everything. And I was going to ask you about social media because, you know, when we were talking, when everything was wonderful, you have to monitor them and what they're saying. But something like this, what Sarah now has spearheaded, is huge for you, too, as well, right? Oh, absolutely. And we've always been very sensitive, like even just with what we'll put on our website, you know, we're really careful about the images that we select because we understand too that a lot of these girls are teenagers. They go to high schools, people can take these images and there's a lot of bullying that can occur. So we've always had a really acute awareness of the images and being protective of that. Yeah. Um, just, you know, because falling into the wrong hands, right? Yeah. yeah. No, there's so many instances, Sarah, where this is really going to touch home. I'm going to take it over to Charlotte, too, because we might as well be sharing good news about <laughs> things that are rolling forward besides all of this pandemic. So, Charlotte, big news for you and Kirsten and Robin Priest and all of your gang, hey, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was a huge day for our province as well. And I, you know, and I, I'm still celebrating what Sarah was able to accomplish. And I, and I, I think that what the province announced yesterday um, was four and a half years um, with many people working alongside to make this happen. Um, they made an announcement that they will be 
uh, implementing peer support into two emergency rooms, one in Dauphin and the CRC in Winnipeg. And, and this is something that has been, uh, was noted in the Virgo report many years ago. And uh, Kristen and I are a huge believer that this is gonna make a big difference in the lives of many people who access um, our hospitals with mental health challenges. Um, so what that looks like is going forward. Now it's different with COVID to what the initial idea was, but uh, when COVID and restrictions are relaxed and we are able to access into the emergency room, there will be a person of lived experience, um, both as an individual, as well as a person with lived experience as a family member there to support somebody who shows up with mental health challenges. And um, this, uh, not to be negative, but Winnipeg in our emergency rooms has had lots of people leave um, with lack of hope and have walked out and taken their life. Um, more so in our city and province than uh, anywhere I know of in Canada. I, I spent this morning just on my hands. I can name 15 people that I know in the last four years. I mean, why do I know that? Like, it's, it's terrible. So this is what we're really hoping is gonna make a difference. And the peer worker will also follow that person on their journey um, with resources and work with them. So it's not like you're left hanging after you leave the emergency room. So wow. thrilled with the province. And I also wanna say that this wasn't a reaction of COVID. Um, Kristen and I have known this secret since early February, but just um, working through um, Robin and I, and I have to say we, we work, we're working with the Schizophrenia Society. Um, they're the peer organization that is implementing it. Um, my company is doing the training piece um, as well as we, Kristen and I will be following up with all the family peer workers. But Schizophrenia Society is the lead on this. Um, we see them as the leaders in peer support in our province. Um, they are going in under a rebranding called Peer-to-Peer -peer Connections. So it's not just for people who have schizophrenia. Um, or their loved ones, it's for all mental health, whether you have a diagnosis or not. So um, wow. shout out to Schizophrenia Society. So. <laughs> I like clapping. Yeah. Yes, I know. So Karen, sorry, we uh, kind of left you, well, you're on the top corner of my screen here. But, uh, well, you can say hi to Mary now. <laughs> I say hi to Mary almost daily. <laughs> all good, all good, yes. So Anyways, yeah, so we heard some um, great news, but yeah, so your thoughts and comments too on everything. Well, I've got, yeah, there's so many different conversations going on here. So, you know, when Mary introduced the whole food concept and, you know, what's interesting for me is, you know, I've been an empty nester now for a few years and I got sort of out of the habit of going, of planning my meals and grocery shopping, you know, once a week when I had my family living, when my kids were living at home. and. And um, I was almost going to the grocery store almost every day. And yet my husband would always say, there's no food in the fridge. But you know, I would sort of think, I'd get up in the morning and I would, I would um, decide what I, was, what I was gonna have for dinner that night. And so you know, part of my, my outing that day would be going to the grocery store, taking the dog for a walk, and you know, I'd have a meal, but there'd be no food in the fridge. So now again, I'm, I'm planning my meals again. Going to the grocery store once a week, I don't wanna go any more than that. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and that's really interesting too, going to the grocery store because mm -hmm. it's, it's just changed so much, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was, um, you know, we were, we were doing the social distancing. Now we've got the arrows. Now everyone's wearing masks, you know, it just seems to be changing all the time. Um, in terms of social media, one of the things, you know, um, I have been working out, um, on, on, um, um, Instagram live every day with my gym that's posting um, daily workouts and that's been great. Um, the takeout Wednesdays is something that's just started on Facebook. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but yeah. um, I guess there's some, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. A movement. And so it's a I think that, that, that's just great. I think they're promoting, you know, we want to, we want to support our restaurants. And so they're really promoting these takeout Wednesdays where they have concerts on Facebook live and, I think that's really positive and and um you know we, we we did it last night too and it was i didn't have to cook yeah and we got a great a great concert out of it and i've also been watching melissa etheridge live every day she's oh, amazing okay. she comes on at five o'clock winnipeg time 
And um, so we've been sort of having our little happy hour watching Melissa before dinner. <laughs> and so, so that's all, that's all been good. Oh. Very fortunate. Yes. So Mary, how are you coping with everything, you and your family? Me? Uh, <laughs> actually, I was going to actually add something else, uh, what Susie said for Jen. Um, so in our community, it's a summer community, and we have 67 families that are here now that have come from all over. And I was sitting in my beautiful home thinking, I've got to make a difference in the world. I can't just sit here and take advantage of stuff. But I was thinking, so I created a pop-up store um, with, uh, I got in touch with Cisco, who is, they're hurting as well because they supply restaurants and all the rest. And I happen to have an account with them. So I got in touch with them. I created an order form um, and I've been doing this Excel spreadsheets for all this stuff. Uh, thankfully, my son has helped me because he's, it's beyond. Um, so I have all these management tools and everything put into place. But so I created a pop-up shop for the, the people in this community to buy sort of the basics, flour, yeast, things we want, milk, eggs, stuff like that, vegetables, produce, because I want to reduce the amount of people going into food stores and then I took the difference of what it would cost in a normal store and I'm putting that towards the food banks. So this week, for example, I raised $800 to go um, to the food banks. And I'm just thinking that. Amazing. Yeah. But, but I, and it's, it's, listen, I have a complete respect for food stores now because honestly it is a hell of a lot of work and there's like leftovers. So I have a lot of zucchinis left over from this order. So I'm going to actually start making zucchini muffins, gluten and non-gluten to share for people to buy. So it adds one more thing. And if we have any leftovers after that, it all goes to the food banks at the end of the week. So we're donating whatever we don't sell and we'll take the loss. And that's going to be our donation as well as um, getting money from everyone buying. And anyway, so what I was thinking for, um, if, if there are items that you can maybe supply to your clients or whatever, it's amazing the amount of emails I have gotten from people going, thank you so much for just making a difference in our lives. People that, you know, can afford anything or whatever, but they just don't want to go to stores and stuff. So um, it's been really fascinating to see um, how that has changed people's lives. So I completely agree with having empathy and, mm -hmm. and actually if that's part of your personality, um, if you did the Myers-Briggs and empathy is very high on mine. So um, though I'm an extrovert, so extrovert is killing me not to be able to go out and see people, <laughs> but um, this I'm working with three other people. So it's actually been fantastic. We wear masks and gloves and all the rest, but mm -hmm. it's been great to have that contact and also make a difference in people's lives. So it's been good. So can we do something can we do something? Because yes. I, I do, I really do like the Wednesday takeout, the restaurants. And I was, you know, actually just thinking about our conversation uh, the other day with the arts and culture, um, you know, entertainment. Like, look at all of our performers that, right, are, are there's nothing for them to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe we could have, like, designate a day each, each day of the week to, to support. Right, Susie? <laughs> oh. Audio. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so one of the things, one of the things too is to, um, you know, like with the takeout day yesterday, like I love the idea, but don't wait till Wednesday to order takeout because we don't need to overwhelm these restaurants that are running on a skeleton crew on one day a week. Yeah. So, I mean, feel free to order, do curbside pickup, whatever it is. And I'm also telling people, if you can order directly from the restaurant, please do that. Because the meal delivery companies are taking 25 to 30% away from those restaurants. So oh. they need every dollar they can get. And it also lessens the amount of people touching your food. So if you can order directly from the restaurant, please do that instead. And um, yeah, anything that you can do in your community to help people out, I think is a huge help. And um, there are lots of things that we can do that we don't need to, um, 
um, what's the word, like touch people. We can still maintain physical distancing and things like that. You know, whether it's checking on a neighbor and saying, I'm going to the store tomorrow. Is there anything I can get you? Like all of those things. Um, and even just, you know, ordering, you know, little cards and gifts for people and sending them or writing a letter and sending them like all these things that we once took for granted and thought, you know, were antiquated can suddenly become new again. And we can still use those to foster personal connections. The second piece I want to add is about social media and your kids. So your kids are spending a lot of time on social media these days. Like you were saying, Nanette, your kids are on TikTok, they're on YouTube, they're whatever. They are getting a lot of false information out there about what this pandemic is all about. So I just did a media hit yesterday with CBC, and we were talking about how you need to be talking with your kids about where they're getting their information from. Every day, the province is holding its own press conference with Dr. Brent Rusin, and Lynette Siragusa, the president or the prime minister's office holds a conference every single day. If you can watch those with your kids and ask how what they're hearing from these trusted resources, including Dr. Tam, versus what they're hearing on social media, you need to help mitigate that information for them and help them understand what's real and what's not real out there, what's fake and what's actual, you know, rumor versus what's reality and what's happening in our community. Wow, wow, that's that was actually one question I was going to ask you, ask you, Susie. Is right? Is all the fake news, or <laughs> I don't want to coin anything from it, uh, President was, Trump? But there yeah. was a number that I saw today. The segment I was doing was about misinformation on social media, and um, there was a number that I saw this morning that said Facebook let forty million pieces of fake news proliferate on their site last month. Forty million. So, I mean, we are up against, you know, an avalanche of misinformation. So if you are not getting your information from a trusted medical resource or a government agency, please do not take it as fact. Please fact check everything that you read and hear and do not share false information on social media in any way, shape or form. And what you can do is report it instead and say that it's you know sharing fake news or it's sharing um, malicious links as well because a lot of these things have links that are to phishing sites and things like that. Get rid of the source and stop sharing them. Wow. Well, thank you, Susie. All right. <laughs> well, I'll go and reevaluate our Facebook account. <laughs> uh, I want to like again. So, Amy, to um, social, getting back to social media and everything like that. That's a big part of. The I, uh, I Am Love Project, right, Amy? Right, yeah. But we've been kind of like MIA, like again, I'm taking COVID as like a restart but, uh, restart button just to reevaluate and see where we can support, like fill the, uh, fill the gap like currently in our like COVID situation instead of really focusing on our um, events. Yeah. So I haven't been posting much and whatnot. Yeah. Well, you're great for ideas. So I'm going to leave it to you to think of another you know, community idea. We have all of these wonderful ladies here that will all support you. And because uh, I think we can do something, you know, and you're right, um, you know, all of you, I think we all want, we all care and we all want to give. So, um, and Sarah, you know, congratulations. This is huge. And I mean, <laughs> in amidst all of this, you know, and we're here to support you. So, you know, we want to hear from you too. I mean, social media is a big part of, of what you do, right? To connect with your women? Oh, your audio. <laughs> Yikes, sorry. That's okay. I'm still <laughs> not getting a hang of this Zoom thing. Neither <laughs> <laughs> am I. <laughs> yes, so everything right now, um, all our sessions are being held online, but also um, our, our marketing, our branding, everything is, is basically on social media. Oh, yeah. And so, Mary, I know that you have to leave soon. Can you send me um, any of your websites? Send us the website to Eats or, you know, any of your, to, or how we can connect with you. And, uh, you know, and please, you're more than welcome to jump in. It's noon your time, every Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you very much. It was great to hear. Yeah. No, but I, I, I love what everyone's doing. And I'm going to, um, I actually got in touch with a few people. So, um Thank you very much. And, and bring I will, yeah. And yeah, I, I will check in again. I love it. Okay. Congratulations. Honestly, everyone's doing an amazing job. So I'm really impressed. And it's so great to hear positive, great stories. It's really, it's, it's so much better than listening to the media. <laughs> and uh, still a promise when you come to Winnipeg, um, 
I look at, I have all these volunteers that will allow you into their kitchen and open their fridge and make something with their leftovers or not. <laughs> I actually would love to do that. I'm, I'm very excited to do that. So yeah. um, we will make a plan when I can get on a plane again. So that yeah. would be great. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, you got a crew here, so. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day and uh, we'll speak soon. Okay. Stay Thank safe. you. Bye, Mary. Bye. Bye. So um, who has pets? Oh, I do. Oh, look at all of these. I thought, Nicole, you had a pet. Nope. No. Just children. Oh, well, yeah. I might have to include that because I don't have a pet. So I want to organize, and I have been in contact with Aileen at the Humane Society, but I want to do a show with our pets. So oh. we talk about our pet. They get to see all the other pets. On, I know, maybe we'll have a lot of barking. I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> So I'm glad that all of you have pets, so I will be in touch with you. And uh, like, again, we do this every Tuesday and Thursday, and really thank you, ladies. And uh, please, yeah, extend the invitation to anybody you think out there that might want to. Hey, um, maybe Heather can join us. Uh, yes, she's here in town. So she's oh. been quarantining in Winnipeg as opposed to Los Angeles. So she's Oh, yeah. So she, yeah. yeah, she'd be amazing. And actually, I yeah. do have a, like a story of six degrees of separation or less. With Always. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So let's, uh, let's be in touch. Or, yeah, send okay. me the link. And, uh, For sure. Yeah, so you guys can join next week. But, okay, so next week might be a pet, pet virtual chat. I think we help everybody, okay. right? I said, you know what? Well, you know, sure. few puppies, kittens, babies, right? Makes you know, my not. cat Ashley had to go to the vet when this all started. Oh, no, no. This is a true story because she got an, a respiratory infection. There she is. And, she, and apparently the vet told me it's because she's stressed out because we're home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that because there was a change to her routine i was like <laughs> so apparently this covid even affects your pets I <laughs> i'll try and grab the little pet bunny that's been in our backyard all uh all weekend so um it's, it's very cute it just kind of it's like sits there i don't know looking at what but it's very still and very cute but yeah yeah well congratulations charlotte and kirsten um, I mean, this is very exciting news and, uh, you know, maybe it'll be, it make for a great story once we're all back to some sort of normalcy, right? Yeah. Um, you know, to see how it works and how effective it is. And a real special congratulations to you, Sarah. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Sarah too. I've, I've got in touch with, uh, Rochelle, Rochelle Squires, mm -hmm. and she gave me, uh, Kathy Cox's number. So I'm going to try and arrange for the two, uh, to come on. So Rochelle Squires is our MLA for real. And Kathy Cox is the minister of, uh, women in status, I think, or something like that. Yeah. 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 So she was the minister that signed the declaration. Mm -hmm. And so obviously she can talk more about it and, yeah, it'd be great too, and Susie too, and all of you ladies, because I'm curious, I'm talking more about awareness of how, how are you going to do it, and you know, how, how are plans going to start, because you're going to have to start planning now, right, for next year. And, and Absolutely, yeah. So we're here to help Sarah, and uh, come up with ideas, and thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, I, I think the more people start talking about it, the more it's, I think it's more awareness and, and, and education at this time that it's just 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 a horrific thing to do it has a lot of um, effects on the victims and it's just like it, as simple as I always say it's just a crime like period full stop it's, it's a crime I think it's become second nature to just take screenshots and forward it to people um, we do all the time and we don't realize that when it comes to intimate images it becomes a crime so I think it's just breaking that habit that it's it's, it becomes a crime at that point. Yeah, no. Well, and uh, Jen, I want you back to give us more tips on how to style our homes because God knows uh, <laughs> we've got a lot of time on our home. I have some nice pussy wolves. Did you see that in the background? They're beautiful, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I ordered all my seeds for my garden, so I'm happy about that. I took three sites to get all the different seeds I wanted. Okay, we can have a comment. We'll have a chat next or next week about gardening, right? Because it's all everything. I mean, it's going to start soon. It's yeah. almost the end of April, and where what are the greenhouses going to do? And 
you know, the, the down the street little uh, homes that, you know, make their parking lot full of flowers. Yeah, so yeah. you might be all going to Walmart and buying fake flowers. I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. I okay, think they're so. delivering. The gardening, the gardening places are all delivering. Oh, thank you, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's going, yeah. You'll, you'll have, you'll, Oh, wow. So this is good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I, you know, I wanted just to add one thing about social media, and, it, and it's something that Nanette mentioned on Tuesday that she's been living her whole life waiting for this moment of COVID because she's an introvert. And uh, <laughs> really, well, you know what? It's, it's funny because we actually, uh, my business partner did a segment using uh, the story I told about you, um, and she, she talked about Tigger and Eeyore as, you know, the extrovert and introvert. Um, and, it, you know, you can see it on, on uh, Robin Priest's Facebook site. But um, it's when you notice on your social media feeds that you're not seeing from your extrovert friends posting like there always are, you know, just reach out to them and check in because the extroverts are really struggling right now um, and because they're not getting that um, that human contact. So, you know, I reached out to a girlfriend yesterday because I'm like, I haven't seen you on face on, on Instagram. Usually, you're, you know, you're seeing her whole life story, and uh, she appreciated me reaching out to her because uh, she's been good. And the the tone we're seeing in the mental, like amongst peer supporters, and and I'm talking to people all across the world, is this week is an angry week for a lot of people. They're like, okay, we're done. You know, there's no end in sight. Um, so there's a real anger tone with uh, this week with people's mental health. So again, just you know, if you see something on social media that's not sitting right with a friend, um, Kristen and I talk a lot about our spidey senses. Something's not sitting right with you if you know whether it's a friend or family member reach out check in with them and you know see how they're doing so okay. yeah. so social media can be a good thing in that case i would add to that too like charlotte's absolutely right in terms of the timing so we're three weeks kind of into this for most people who may have been you know laid off or let go from their jobs or they've had their lives changed so three weeks and three months i think are sort of the time zones that we're going to see in terms of um, people really struggling to adjust in terms of what this quote-unquote new normal is and um, yeah absolutely emotions are running high right now and we've had an interesting week with the kids as well and I'm trying to tell myself before I react to anything this is not really what this is about this is about other things it's only manifesting this way and so if you can kind of talk yourself through your initial reaction through that lens Give yourself a wide berth and give everybody around you a wide berth to react to things right now. Yeah, and if you need a timeout, please take it. Like moms need timeouts too, and you know whether that's going, you know, exercise or going for a walk. But if you feel like you're reacting exactly what Susie said, um, you know, step back because because there is a lot of emotion. Right. Okay. Well, it's lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's cocktail time. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, you're a now, Tracy. Wine goes with lunch all the time. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, I just don't know when we get back to our whatever lives. I'm just going to need to take a nap or have a cocktail at four o'clock. <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> uh, well, you girls, uh, stay safe. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back on Tuesday. And I'll keep you posted about the pet virtual chat. You know, you know, they don't have to stay for the full one, of course. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it'd be kind of fun, and you know, and uh, yeah, Susie, you can we'll we'll do our children instead of pets, except mine are too big. <laughs> I'm happy to just sit back and watch. Works for me. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> all right. Okay. Is, is there anything anybody else wants to? chime in i just quickly wanted to say thank you um thank you everyone for the support and love that i received just just simply thank you uh, you're an amazing yeah. woman yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah the website is on our facebook and everything like that and uh yeah hopefully sarah and this is my intention too with uh, and with amy and her project is that we can all connect because i think each and every one of you as individuals and even your businesses can help out with both the, um, with Amy and, and Sarah, yeah. these young women are, yeah, I mean, they're doing amazing things. So yeah. we just want to make sure that it's even lifted up further. All right. Okay. 
Have a great Thank weekend. You. Have a good um, weekend. Isolation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on BlastTheRadio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's BlastTheRadio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.